welcome back to another Expand podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I want to rile you up. I want to get you going. I want to push you into new and uncomfortable territories. And the reason why I want to do this is because I've been having the exact same conversation with almost everyone I know. And it's about getting your shift together. And yes, I am specifically using the word shift instead of shit. Uh, Even though I do say get your shit together often, I truly realize that in order to get your shit together, you gotta first shift. Shift your routine, shift your mentality, shift your vibration, shift your thoughts, shift every aspect of your life, and all of a sudden, your shit will start coming together. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about when it comes to getting your shift together is divine masculine versus divine feminine energies. And although it may not sound like or feel like you need to even think about these concepts in order to get your life together, this is really important because most likely you are either on one end or the other end of this vibrational spectrum. Now, although I believe we are all very fluid, magical, divine beings that do not necessarily fit into a category, I also realize that every ounce of who you are and how you behave is based on either the polarity of divine feminine or masculine. If you are not necessarily super polarized, then you're going to have best to both worlds, but most likely you've got kind of an end of the spectrum that is most comfortable for you. It's quite rare to have a person be super, super balanced, and I've met them. I would even say for myself, I'm pretty balanced. I'm pretty fluid. I can be on either end of the spectrum, but my comfort zone is for sure the divine masculine. So let's talk about this first, and then we're going to talk about how to utilize this knowledge to the best of your ability to get you aligned so that you can actually start cultivating and manifesting the reality that you want to be living in. So I'll talk about the divine masculine first. Obviously, I am most comfortable and most aware of this experience, just from my own personal experience. If you are a naturally divine masculine energy, and I do have to stress before I get into this, divine masculine or feminine energy has absolutely nothing to do with your gender. It has nothing to do with your sexual preference. I am purely talking about the energy, the vibration that you have. You could look like a freaking Barbie doll (laughs) and still be very divine masculine, all right? And, And you'll know once, hopefully once I describe both of the energies. So divine masculine is usually very A-type, usually very much so liking things to be in their control. Divine masculine usually has an ego, like a, almost like a self-righteous or prideful ego. Divine masculine energies typically like to win, <laughs> they, therefore they like competition. 
divine masculine energies love structure. So whether it be, you know, making a to-do list for your day or your week or living off of your calendar, structure is their favorite thing. Divine masculine energies also like problem solving. Therefore, they love to hear about solutions. But that also kind of comes into play with communication styles. If you are divine masculine energy, your communication style is going to be very clear, very efficient, very effective, very direct to the point where it could come across as a little bit unemotional, uncaring, that I don't give a fuck energy. That's usually not the intention um, behind it coming from experience. And uh, yeah, so they're definitely natural problem solvers. Divine masculine energies are usually able to look at the bigger picture of life and then also look at the smaller picture. It's kind of whatever that intention is. But uh, divine masculine has a lot of downfalls, like the emotional disconnection. So they have a very, very difficult time with emotional intelligence and connecting appropriately to emotional aspects of life. So their sacral chakras are usually quite affected by emotional disconnect. And usually their relationships, whether it be romantic or friendship or family, is usually quite disconnected because of the unwillingness or the unawareness of dealing with the emotional side of things. And that also means suppressing a lot of the emotions, childhood stuff, shadow work stuff, and just simply not dealing with it because they just don't know how to deal with it because emotions feel like a different freaking language. So divine masculine energies can also be really, really hard-headed, really stubborn. It can be really difficult to talk to a divine masculine energy, especially when they think they're right. And a lot of the times, if they do have that ego, they refuse to see the other side of the problem. So, you know, they can be a difficult person to work with on a team, in a work setting, even in a family dynamic, just because they are stubborn and prideful and unwilling to deep dive into the uncomfortabilities and the unknown of emotions. So, For me personally, when I get into a low vibrational state, I think I revert back to some of those stubborn control aspects of the divine masculine. But when I'm in a higher vibrational state, I really have a great balance and fluidity between divine feminine and divine masculine. Um, And you might find that as well. If you get into a low vibrational state, you might go back to a super extreme divine feminine state. We're going to talk about that. You know, so your low vibration could be either one of the extremes. Now, this is a great concept to just kind of ponder for a second. Low vibration, uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a different experience within your reality. So another way to think about a low vibration is a dense dimension, which is the third dimension frequency. And the one thing that we know for sure about the third dimension is that it's very linear. It's very binary. It's very polarizing. It's very 
one or the other. It's black or white. It's right or wrong. So when we get into a low vibrational frequency, most likely you are either divine masculine or feminine. Whatever your natural soul state of being is, is probably what you're going to immediately go to when you're in a lower vibration. I think this is probably the case for for everyone. Uh, When we raise ourselves into a higher vibration or the fifth dimension frequency, it's a multi-dimensional experience. We can have all aspects currently simultaneously existing, and the word to be stable in that dimension is balance. If we have the balance between the divine feminine and masculine, and we bring both of those energies out at intuitive and appropriate moments in our day-to-day, then we're at a place where we're, we're really mastering that fifth-dimensional state of being, if that makes sense. So now let's talk about the divine feminine. Of course, some of the really beautiful aspects of the divine feminine are emotional connection, emotional intelligence, empathetic, really tuned in to where everyone else is at at an emotional level, really caring and forgiving and compassionate and connected with the world around them. And uh, divine feminine energies can also be very nurturing because of that, you know, divine feminine essence. Now, where divine feminines have issues is with structure or stability. Divine feminine beings and people are usually very, like, I kind of, I call, I've been calling a couple of my friends lately, fluffs in the wind. (laughs) Don't be a fluff in the wind. And that's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I also call them butterflies a lot of the time because they're just, fluttering around and whatever catches their fancy is the direction that they're going to go in. Whatever sparks their emotional creativity is is where they're going to find themselves. You know, it's just so beautiful. And in so many ways, it's endearing and it's mysterious to me because it's it's such a foreign, you know, energy. It's just such a foreign place to be. So a lot of the times, divine, extreme divine feminine individuals, they're doing a lot of things. They're feeling a little bit of everything, but there's no real traction. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, they're fluttering around, they're they're (laughs) poofing around in the wind, and they don't really land anywhere. There's no stability. There's a lot of experience, but there's no real movement forward. And I've seen many of my friends, which is funny how I I mostly have divine feminine friends, probably as a really good mirror for me to learn how to do that more. But they've been doing this for years. And I'm not just talking about like two or three years. I'm talking about like 10, 15 years. They've just been poofing around and flapping away in the wind. And once again, one of the words that comes to mind is endearing. It's it's there's this gravitational force that's around them of just freedom. I I get to go where I want. I get to do what I want. I don't have any sort of structure. But the big downside to just doing that for quite some time is that 
their bank accounts are lacking. They can't pay the bills. They don't have a stable job. They don't really even know who they are, but you know, who cares about having labels and, and knowing who you are? Like it's it's so beautiful that they have freedom, but they have so much freedom that they're not really moving forward with anything they want to do. They they're doing a lot of things. But any sort of long-term structured plans, I just see kind of like the spiraling, you know? Not to mention a lot of divine feminines end up getting very emotionally entangled in either relationships that they're in or were in or, you know, jobs, experiences that they have or did have. There's a lot of attachment to those things because of the emotional experience of it. And that can also really hold them back. Like between me and my one friend, we're both cancers. She's born July 13th. I'm July 8th. And there's probably 25 years difference in us. And we've been friends for, I don't know, probably a good 10, 11, 12 years now. And yeah, and she's just she's just such a beautiful artist and creator and and musician and healer and she does all these things, but she's just doing a lot of things without a lot of abundance or traction. And you know, she tells me that it's really tough for us to be in different cities and in different places in the world, and it's tough for her to not see me. And I, I definitely get that and feel that. But when she tells me this, I don't have the same emotional connection. I love her and I love being around her, but I accept wholeheartedly that if someone's not in front of me in the moment, then that's okay. Like I'm very kind of accepting of the present moment, whatever that may be, and never really wishing for a different moment other than what is. And I think that that's very much so my divine masculine. Maybe a toxic trait of the divine masculine is, well, I had a plan for this moment, and because I'm not aligning to the plan, then that's an issue for me. Like that could be a, you know, it's like almost uh, overattached to what needs to happen. So there's there's so many different kind of qualities and traits, and I've definitely experienced the toxic divine masculinity, and I'm starting to really practice the fluid and effervescent nature of the divine femininity. And for me, my divine femininity comes down to my connection with my inner child. You know, that's really this free-spirited, barefooted little girl just wandering around wanting to have the most amount of fun in life. So I think we have to really ask ourselves, where do I fall in this spectrum and how can I better balance myself? If I'm overly divine feminine, then how do I bring in a little bit more of that structure, a little bit more of the divine masculine? And likewise, if I'm overly divine masculine, how do I bring in a little bit more of the vulnerability, a little bit more of the trust, a little bit more of that freedom into my life? So that's the first thing that I want you to really ask yourself. Where do I fall? Where do I land? Where am I at right now? I would say that depending on where you land, there are different pieces of advice for getting your shift together. If you are super extreme divine masculine, I'm going to assume 
that getting your shift together is probably more emotional. And it's like, oh, I haven't had an ego death, or I'm not allowing myself to get to that place, or I refuse to get therapy, or, you know, that kind of stuck energy. Now, if you are divine masculine and you're having financial issues, I've got a reason for you. Most likely, you're doing a lot of work. Maybe you're working a full-time job. Maybe you're working like three part-time jobs. And you're like, why am I still just barely getting by? And most likely, if you're divine masculine, it's because you're putting so much emphasis on how hard you're working and you're putting zero emphasis on the mentality of abundance. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to push myself a lot to get to this place. Whereas divine feminine is, I'm going to feel really deeply. I'm going to have an experiential connection to everything in my life. But if you're suffering financially, it's why? It's because you're not putting a focus on financial abundance. Like, think about it right now, all right? Whenever you think about money, let's say you think about money 10 times a day, even just subconsciously. Out of those 10 times that you think about money in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year, out of the 100% that you think about money, what percentage or what amount out of that 10 are you thinking about money and abundance I have an abundance of money. I am so well taken care of. I always have access to money. How often out of those 10 thoughts of money are they positive? Like really think about it. If you say, oh, maybe one, maybe two, right? 10, 20% of the time, you're thinking about these things in a positive way. It's not just the amount of thoughts. It's not the quantity of thoughts. It's the quality. When you think about this thing, what exactly are you thinking of? Because I'm going to tell you right now that if you think about money and you think about how little of it you have, how much you're lacking, what you don't want from money, then all you're going to do is perpetuate that lack. So for me, when I started my business, I calculated in a very divine masculine way how much I was making doing three part-time jobs and how much I needed to make in my own company in order to let go of my first part-time job. And then how much did I need to make in order to let go of my second part-time job? And then how much did I need to make to let go of my third part-time job? And this was through coaching. I didn't even call myself a psychic at that time. I was scared to. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I can't call myself a psychic because I'm not there yet. I'm just a coach. I'm a life coach. I'm a freaking, you know, 20-year-old life coach, which is hilarious. And all my clients were older, like twice my age, at least, at least. And they got something from it. It was, it was profound every single time. And you know what I did? I had a little notebook. I probably still have it somewhere. And I wrote down every single client that I had. And I wrote down what they paid me 
And I think at first it was like 40, it was free and then $40 and then $60 and up and up and up from there as I gained access to my niche and my skills. And of course, as the psychic abilities started coming through. But for me, at first, it was okay. I would write down their name in this notebook, write down the date and say, thank you for allowing me to receive abundance. And then I would write down the amount that they paid me. And I would do that over and over again. And not only would I do that for every client that I got, but I would go back every single week and look at the one or two clients, look at the past clients that I got. And I would say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for providing this for me so I can live my mission. Thank you for letting me speak my truth. Thank you for allowing me to help you on your mission. And over and over and over again. For me, that was my structure to only ever look at abundance of look at how much I'm receiving and simultaneously look at the impact that I'm making and the fulfillment that I have deep in my soul. I created a structure around observing financial abundance. And I'm going to tell you right now that I have not let that go. It's been 12 years of that. Even today, every single $11 ticket that I sell, thank you so much, Susan. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much, Tristan. Thank you. Thank you for choosing not only to awaken yourself and get yourself to the next vibrational level and support this collective awakening, but thank you for supporting me on my journey and my mission so that I can produce free content for people who can't afford the $11 ticket. You know, like we have to be thinking about this. Every time you think about abundance, You need to be aware of what manner you are thinking about that abundance. It's good to know if you're more divine masculine or feminine, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because I think for anyone, the second that we recognize our imbalances is really the second we can start to rebalance ourselves. But likewise, what do you value? What do you value? Like I had a big time CEO client and he basically ran this uh, and still does run this construction company and the construction company is hired by his government and pretty much the biggest companies to build infrastructure. And he had all the cars, he had freaking 12 cars, five motorcycles, all the toys, ATVs, dirt bikes, Rolexes, you name it, you name it, whatever you wanted, right? I've been working with him for five years now, every single month. And for probably a solid year out of that time, I kept telling him, what do you value? What do you want? And at first, it was the Rolexes. It was the cars. But he was suffering on all of the other levels. If you're thinking to yourself, all I want is the Rolexes, then that's all you're going to get. And you're going to lack in all the other ways. Most likely right now, as a divine feminine energy, you value creativity You value expression. You value freedom. You value experience. You value emotional connection. And and guess what? Look around. You've got it. 
You've got creativity, you've got freedom, you've got expression, you've got, hopefully, you know, you've got, you've got what you've been wanting, but you're suffering in all of the other areas. And likewise, for the divine masculine, you want your own business, you want structure, you want control, you want timelines, you want to-do lists, you want all of that, and you have it. But look at in all the other ways that you're suffering. The question that it comes down to is, what do you value? And if you're suffering financially, then you're not putting value on that. And if you're putting value on it and you're thinking about it often, how are you thinking about it? Because it's not just the fact that you're thinking about it that's creating it. It's how you're thinking about it. You could have 10 negative thoughts about abundance and one positive thought about abundance. And that positive thought may not be strong enough to outweigh all of the negative. So just because you sit down once a month to to lay out your manifestation goals doesn't mean you believe in that. Doesn't mean you're going to create that. And that's that's important for anyone to recognize and understand. For me, I have always valued spiritual expansion and completing my mission, which is helping the world expand their mind and and unlock their DNA and share information that I receive. And likewise, I value being financially free because in order to do my mission and in order to provide for the planet, I need to be able to be stable financially so that I can give freely. So that I can say, don't worry about payment if you can't afford it. And feel really damn good about that. Because I'm at a place of abundance. And from that place, I can teach you about abundance. So a couple things that I want to recommend here. One is bring a little bit of structure around financial abundance. Or really any aspect of your reality that you want to manifest. Bring structure into it. Every day, wake up. If, if you feel really unbalanced, like for me, I kept uh, realizing that I was really out of my body and then really in my body and I didn't have a balance between the worlds. So for two solid years, all I asked for was balance and abundance and abundance in all of the things. I felt like I was lacking because I was out of my body. So that's all I did for two years. Balance breeds abundance. Balance creates abundance. I am balanced, therefore I am abundance, and on and on and on and on. And I did. I created that. It took me two years to create almost a lifelong understanding, recognition, appreciation, and manifestation of both abundance and balance. So we can't just say, yep, this is what I want this year. Okay, cool. Okay, universe, why aren't you giving this to me? We have to follow it up. We have to follow it through. We have to anchor it in every day, every moment. So the things that you really want, the things that you know that you're going to have to shift your entire life for, it is your number one job. It is your full-time, 80-hour-a-week job to ask for, to visualize, to manifest that thing that you want in a way that you already have it. I am already financially abundant. I am grateful for my financial abundance. And eventually it will come in in that way. 
If you say, um, oh, I'll be, I'll be good next week. I'll be financially free next week. It'll always be next week. And that being said, I, I want to talk about, and I, I know I'm just talking about mostly financial abundance, only because I know a lot of you are suffering with that. So just know that that's just a, an example that I'm bringing, but you can apply this to anything. And I guess the next thing, other than bringing structure into what you want and stabilizing what you want, is to understand what you value. Okay, I value freedom. All right, cool. I have a lot of freedom. I got no money, right? I have a lot of connection. I have no friends. So really understanding what you value and then reestablishing your value system is super important. So there's another concept that's been coming up recently that I wanted to just bring up just to kind of plant a seed in your mind. A lot of us, myself included, make this statement that the universe is going to take care that the universe always has my back. And I love that for so many reasons, because it's trust, it's surrender, it's understanding the divine connection of the whole and all of that, right? So like a lot of us have this go-to comment, especially when things are bad, that I am taken care of, right? The universe is going to take care of it. And that's great. Uh, I think as like a base level, I think that's really good. But I've seen a lot of starseeds get stuck in this loop of, oh, but I'm going to be taken care of. Oh, yep, lost my job, don't have any money, but I always get by. I'm always taken care of. Once again, that's good to have that trust. There's nothing wrong about it. I think the thing that I want to bring up here is if you rely on that statement indefinitely, there is this assumption that we make within that statement that we're just going to be taken care of. It's like the vibrational assumption with that statement is we're just going to get by. I'm just going to scrape through this. I need $321 to pay my bills. And next week I, I manifest $325. Woohoo! I'm taken care of. See that? I don't know. I, I This is just my kind of own personal intuitive feeling about this statement. It's like, I'm just, I'll, I'll always make it. I'll always just get by. <laughs> you know, it's like, why, why just get by? Why just be taken care of? Why not thrive? Why not be overabundant? And speaking of overabundance, I want to bring up a concept here. And the concept I want to bring up is related to the vibe or the reason behind why you want to create abundance. So for me, when I first started my business, my career, my mission, you could say, is I want financial freedom for the purpose of awakening the world and helping the world out. And if I'm financially lacking then I'm going to have to go get a nine to five job and I'm not going to be able to do my mission. So I am manifesting financial freedom and abundance for the purpose of assisting humanity, right? If we just ask for a million dollars, for example, and we have no understanding of how that's going to be applied, period, let alone to benefit the world or to your life, then it's a very hollow ask. 
I don't know how else to say that because I, I feel words as vibrations. And when we just ask for, I want a new job. I want a new car. I want spiritual ascension. I want money, right? If you just kind of end that ask at the thing that you want and you don't follow it through with why you want that thing, then it's very less likely to be manifested. And if it is manifested, it's going to take a very long time to come into fruition because the real end goal of obtaining what it is that you want is the impact that it makes on your life and the world around you. And when you start thinking about manifestation in terms of not only your own personal independent impact and and how that impacts you, but on how that impacts the rest of the world, then that's when you start to realize how many things we're asking for that are just kind of bullshit things. It's like, oh, that's actually not what I want. If you can't come up with a reason for why you want that thing, then most likely it doesn't have the vibrational connection it needs to have to even be manifested. Most likely it's coming from a place of ego. And in that case, it doesn't actually need to be manifested at all because it's just serving the need to validate a disconnected and separated part of you. When you ask for something with the true authenticity of, I'm ready and willing to impact the world, and this is what I need in order to do so. Like right now, I'm manifesting a certain amount of money in order to start a nonprofit. And I have about four nonprofits that I am so excited about that I, I I really feel like could help the world. And I feel like I need a certain amount of seed money to do that. And I'm not looking for in, investors or anything like that for these, which I'm sure I probably could crowdsource. I'm looking to be at a certain place within my own financial wheelhouse to get to that place. And that could be in two years from now. And I'm okay with that. So yeah, there's a lot here to unpack. There's a lot to think about. So what is your value system? Where do you fall on the divine masculine feminine structure? How can you best balance yourself between divine masculine and feminine? What are you asking for? How are you focusing on the thing that you need, want, and are asking for? And why? Why are you asking for it? What's the vibration behind it? What's the follow through? I guarantee you, if you start to think about these things and you start to piece them together, you will shift your life. If you apply these concepts to your reality, everything will change. Everything will start to move. You've got to be clear about a direction and you have to be clear about the frequency of the direction that you want. And that being said, uh, if you're looking to deep dive into these directions, then I highly suggest checking out some of my courses on my website. 
I have the 30-day Get Woke Boot Camp that is meant to, every single day, bring your awareness to all of the different facets of yourself. It's not necessarily a manifestation thing. It's more so about getting your vibration aligned. If you really do want to shift your whole vibration and work on the emotional connection and work on the clearing and the cord cutting and the, the 3D and the shadow work and you feel like it's a lot but you don't know where to start, then I have the 3D to 5D shift masterclass for you. It is an eight-week, potentially 16-week intensive where you go through lessons and exercises and a huge 64-page workbook. It is my pride and joy. So there are options for you. There are steps. I want to remind you, you don't have to spend money to get to where you want to go, all right? Don't undervalue yourself by, by thinking that. But if you feel authentically aligned with these programs, then take them and do them and devote yourself to that so that you can shift and take your power back and never have to do another course again in your entire life. That is how I set these up. All right. So keep up the good work, everyone. I hope you have a great shift. And I I really do hope you get your shift together because you deserve to live your best life. You deserve to be unblocked and you deserve to actually move forward for the first time ever. So check out my website, elizabethapril.com. Check out all of the courses. The workshops are incredible to get yourself aligned and in the right vibrational frequency. Until next time, I will see all of you in the fifth dimension frequency.